When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello again, everybody. We are back courtside. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always courtside by Gabe Ibrahim. We are here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. Thank you so much for joining us. Woo! Uh, we are very close <laughs> to, we're like, uh, it's a Wednesday, the Wednesday of the NBA draft. So we're like, what, a week and a half away from actual college basketball? I mean, Crazy. who else is rubbing their hands together? I, you know, and it could be for praying that everything goes well <laughs> and then praying also for the anticipation of, you know, everyone getting a chance to compete and, and play the game that they love and coach the game that they love and, and be in those team environments where you're all fighting for one common goal. So it's, it's tough right now. Cause I, I don't know how happy to get, you know, cause I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to be disappointed, but then again, I I'm super excited because we've waited so long, you know, and the kids who are returning to the college basketball ranks finally have a chance to, to play after having March madness, you know, pulled like a tablecloth and everything goes flying, you know, last spring and just so many things undone. I think just mentally it's been such, such a chore to, to, uh, to manage. And, you know, for those reasons, I, I would like for, for everything to go off without a hitch. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I, I, I'm hoping for the best, you know, kind of preparing for the worst. To really, I just want the kids to be um, healthy. And I, I, there's some, we can get into that. But I do want to do, before we, because yeah. always, we always forget to do this. You can Come follow, on. you can follow Her Hoop Stats on Twitter, at Her Hoop Stats. 
if you're a college basketball fan, if you're a WNBA fan, you want to do that. Uh, yes. Also, you can subscribe to the newsletter at herhoopstats.substack.com. A lot of awesome content there. Uh, Jacqueline yes. LeBlanc has a schedule piece where she like kind of details everything we know about scheduling so far in uh, the college basketball season. There's a Becky Hammond award watch list, which is actually right. a big deal uh, for the mid-major player of the year award. And I wrote about William and Mary because I went there for law school and uh, ah, ha, ha. They, they got, they got an interesting little, little thing uh, going yeah. on this season um, because Coach Swanson. Yeah. Coach Swanson from Sa of sacred heart oh. fame. Yes. Um, he he's gonna he's trying to bring William and Mary along to their first NCAA tournament ever because yeah. the men the, neither the men nor the women have made it right um, and they got they were they were pretty close last year and then the tournament yeah. got, the CAA tournament got canceled I know then their best player yeah. opts out and there's a, there's just a, a lot of things going on at William and Mary so yeah. if you guys want to read it I'd appreciate it um, yeah and you can follow me on Twitter read it. <laughs> at Gabe underscore Ibrahim. And Christy, tell the people where they can follow you on social media and uh, what, what else you got cooking for this basketball season. Ha uh ha. -huh. Well, on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at at Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-W-Scott-51. And, you know, I have a couple things going on, Gabe. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot to talk about with hoops. So, you know, I get a little um, loquacious when it comes yes. to hoops. So we have a uh, a new pod going on on the field of 68, and it's called Christie's Court, and mm. it's going to be all women's basketball all the time, and, you know, we're going to have uh, coaches and players on to start the season and throughout the season, um, and it's going to be a lot of fun just to go in depth, not just X's and O's, some X's and O's, don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but I, I'd love to tell the stories and the journeys of the people involved. Like you see them at their pinnacle, but you don't see them in the valleys mm -hmm. and you don't see them maneuvering and serpentining through um, difficulties and adversity and, and all of that. So yeah, our first guest was the one, the only Don Staley. Wow. And uh, that is going to be, hey, I mean, you know, you got to have the first guest be uh, ranked first, right? So yeah. <laughs> um, just very intriguing. And, and Dawn and I go way back. So um, played against each other in college and not directly, thank God for me. Um, but, yeah. you know, we played against each other, competed in, in college uh, when Maryland was in the ACC against uh, Virginia. And they had some just spectacular teams, three final fours for them and championship game. But Dawn, um, just a gem. You know, and she's going to be the national coach for um, the Olympic team when that resumes mm -hmm. next summer. Yeah, you know, me and me and uh, your your podcast guests are just of extremely high caliber. You have Don Staley, a national champion, uh, one of a, a, a top fifteen WNBA player when she uh, retired, just a legend in this game. And then you have me, a guy no. on Twitter. <laughs> You know, just same no same caliber for Christy <laughs> as far as people she's talking to on her podcast. Hey, listen, hey, listen. We all love hoops. That's so. Hey, we're all under the same umbrella, Ella, Ella, like uh, Rihanna said that. So yeah, we're all in the same group. Hey, we're all out here plugging we're away. All we're all on the same team. We're all on the same team. It's teamwork. No, me, 
People people Squad often goals. come up to me and tell me I am the Don Staley of uh, a women's <laughs> basketball Twitter. <laughs> I love it. I'm I pumping both fists right now. I'm pumping both my fists right now because that's true. I'm, it's I'm true. pretty sure I'm pretty sure Don Staley is the Don Staley of of women's basketball Twitter because <laughs> she's she's a phenomenal follow. Um, she's so great. Yeah, yeah. so she funny. Really, she gets that fan base. So I I I really loved the South Carolina program. Um, and I don't know if it's her or if it's just like, this is the way the fan base is, but like, man, they are riled up all the time. Like I, yes. I can't, I'm so careful when I'm talking about South Carolina or anyone from South Carolina, like not just like Asia Wilson, right. but like Alina Coates, like I have yeah. to be Everything. careful because I'm going to step into something and then yeah. there's like, yeah. you know, 10 people in my mentions <laughs> yelling at me about South Carolina. So I got nothing but respect for the Gamecocks. I'll, oh, I'll yeah. She's, she's got the G-Hive. You know, she's a huge Beyonce fan, right? Oh, okay. So Beyonce has the Beehive. So you mm -hmm. say one thing wrong about Beyonce, and then the Beehive yeah. comes after you, right? So it's the same thing. It's the G-Hive, the Gamecocks. And, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll come after you. She said they do more scouting. The fans do a lot of scouting, you know, and they have, uh, you know – games coming up they know everything about every person on staff every person on the team mm -hmm. like they are in it i love it though i love it she's, oh, I love she's it. rolling down there 32 and one last year gabe and oh so disappointing for that team not to have a chance to vie for another national championship they got one in 2017 and so yeah it was just tough it was just tough yeah no i hope i hope we as we were mentioning, just like everything goes off without a hitch and then we can get yes. to, to March and, and play and then have the yes. tournament. Um, but I don't know if you saw um, Rick Pitino, who is Iona's coach, Iona's coach right now, I think. Um, sure. But Pitino actually yes. had a good idea. Uh, he said, he said on Twitter, uh, like he wants, he was like, you know, next year is going to be better than it is right now in terms of COVID right. because right now COVID's kind of out of control coming up on Thanksgiving, a lot yeah. of anxiety with what's going to happen next. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he was kind of saying, well, we should move back this season and start maybe in January or, or even in February and then have a May madness. I saw that. Um, I was kind of, I was wondering what your thoughts are. Cause to me, it makes sense. I think, you know, and this year it, everything's on the table in terms of being mm -hmm. flexible in the scheduling. Sure. And I think you have to, you just have to plan, you have to say, well, this situation is too fluid. So it's really looking bad, the situation with COVID. So we yep. should move, we should try to move things to when they could potentially be better. Um, right. You know, so I, but I didn't know, I want to get your thoughts on, on what you thought of that. Yeah, you know what? It, it's it's true. I mean, you you want to be cautious, precautious, but at the same time, who knows what it's going to look like in January, February? Like, if we can get things going right now and have some form of a routine, uh, a safety protocol that is followed by everyone, right, mm -hmm. so that it works. Um, I don't know. I just don't like to the way things have gone. I just don't like pushing things forward because i mean every day is something different it's such a, a fluid mm -hmm. situation with you know making those hard calls like i i i mean 
it, it's hard to make that call. But now, you know, with the vaccine news coming out, the two great vaccines sound promising and I get it. But at the same time, you know, who knows if that's really going to be the, the light at the end of the tunnel that yeah. we're all hoping. So I, I don't know. I, I like to just keep it where we are right now. Start on November 25th and just kind of hold on for dear life. Buckle your seatbelt in and, you know, wear a helmet and all that stuff. Yeah. Just hold on tight and, and see what happens. I, I just don't want to push it down the road too much. And then things really get bad and you get nothing. Um, I, I don't know. I'm all for just, just going as is getting March madness going. Um, and, and hopefully by then, you know, the, the vaccines will kick in and we won't have this, uh, just terrible spike in numbers and, and people being personally affected. And it's just really hard and scary. Or, uh, we can have some sort of government response, which would be fantastic because right now we have none. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, yes. that's, that's kind of the bigger thing that I was alluding to with that. But, you know, I, I agree. Like, it is, it is hard to know. Yeah. It's hard to know anything that's going to happen in the future. So, you know, I think the choice really was between whether we're going to do it or whether we're not going to do it. Right. And if we're going to do it, well, you kind of got to let it ride. Um, yeah. And I think the, the positive thing will be kind of that we're starting, we're starting in these bubble tournaments to begin right. the season right and i think we're gonna have a little bit of a downtime between you know say this this golf coast showcase which is on november 27th right which is called which is called the beach bubble which oh, is fantastic bubble. i love that and it's right it's right near where the WNBA was so uh-huh. um hopefully that goes off of that hitch and you know we kind of get an experiment of how it's going and then right. we can have some time before the conference schedules come in. But, you know, if we're going to do it, I kind of, I can, I tend to agree. Like if we're going to do it, you have a plan to do it, put the precautions in place and get, yep. and get to it. Um, and I think, you know, it's going to be very interesting this year. I was talking to, for that William and Mary story, I was talking to uh, yeah. Bailey Eichner, who's a senior mm-hmm. at William and Mary. And she was saying, it, you know, the seniors this year, it's not just about our leadership on the court and practice. It's about our leadership of COVID protocols. You know, yeah. if we're doing the right things, we're going to get our player, we're going to get the young players to do the right things. And we can keep everyone yes. online. We'll be in a better situation than exactly. some other teams. So I'm interested to see what maybe younger teams do um, and what seniors across the country are doing, because I think, sure. you know, we're putting a lot on their shoulders. Really. We're putting the season on on yeah. the shoulders of the team leadership because your coach can tell you all your coach wants of course right but it has to, if it doesn't come from within the team it's going to be hard to keep people attached to those protocols um no doubt but it, no you know it, it's all concerning um i also want to mention uh this quote from gary blair um that was in the eagle which i think is a texas a&m uh publication um but he said on a Zoom conference that, uh, this is the quote. So this might sound crazy, but winning the national championship shouldn't be the number one goal this year. It's being competitive, staying healthy, and having a season for these young people. We've been through a lot. The most important person on our staff is our psychologist who's having to work with so many kids in different areas with what's gone on. He goes on to say um, that Jordan Nixon, a sophomore guard for Texas A&M, has had four people close to her die 
due to COVID, mm. including her grandfather, mm. her high school coach. And he said, now, now think about that. These are wow. not people necessarily in their 80 or 90s. And how do you deal with that as a young person who's 18 to mm. 22? I want mm. to get the season through where everyone can say, we got better because of it. We accepted the challenge. We did something about it. And hopefully we're making this world better, a better place and giving people hope through the basketball season. And, you know, I, I, I totally agree with him. Um, you know, like, yeah, I love, I love talking about the draft. I love talking about the national championship, March Madness, but I just, you know, I hope, I hope we can play basketball and, and, you know, right. everyone can feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. I mean, how, how horrible is that though? I mean, it's it's tough enough to lose one person, but four people, your grandfather, your high school, co- like these kids, like, and we always say, oh, kids, they're so resilient and, you know, they can get through. Listen, it's not an easy trek. I mean, no. you lose one person and I, you know, lost my father last year, you know, last January and it's still, I mean, it's rough still and that's like you know not four people within a month i come on yes you're Mm -hmm. asking a lot when you say hey you know be tough and keep going and da 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 but how i mean you have to take the time to deal with the emotions of grief and and it's not just grief of the people who have passed but it's grief of who's next like and and the the uncertainty of that is the daunting gray cloud that that is hovering over all of us and i it's it's just tough to you know to have to talk to kids about that and not have the answers to give them mm-hmm. in terms of how to cope with it how to deal with it how to get through it because i don't think there's a, a through i think you're you have to be present in in the emotions that you're feeling I mean, that's what I've been able to, you know, try to manage my emotions <laughs> with is just to try to recognize them and not push them away. Um, but again, that that's, I mean, that's, that's a lot to ask of these young student athletes to, to deal with such, I don't know, morbid circumstances as, yeah. as we're looking at now. That's just, but he, he hit the nail on the head with that, you know, make the main thing, the main thing. And the main thing is to keep everybody healthy. Keep your, me- keep your mental too. Like that's, that's yes. the thing that stuck out to me. There is like the most important person on our staff is our psychologist. Like, yeah. Cause that's a tough, that's the toughest part, right? Like your mental, like, yeah. right. Like you have a sprained ankle. Okay. You can fix a sprained ankle. How you fix how, how you're feeling? Like that's, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like mental health to me is going to be a paramount importance. Not just, I mean, to, to everyone period full stop but like especially in this in this basketball season where you're going to have the stress of going to school the stress of playing basketball which is already enough and then you add in this other layer for uh of uncertainty with covid and then yeah missing loved ones it's just i'm i really respect anyone who's playing this year um i respect everyone who opted out because you know, I, I think that's also an equally, that's an equally tough decision. That's an equally sure. taxing decision on your mental health. Like mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I hope everyone's going to be better off for playing basketball this year. And I think with the WNBA kind of giving us a good example of what that looks like, like yeah. I feel, you know, I, everyone says it's a distraction. You know what? Yeah. 
it is a distraction and you know sometimes distractions are good like you need a distraction yeah you need a distraction you can't i mean it's it's tough life life generally is tough Mm -hmm. but especially right now like having a WNBA in my life significantly helped my mental health and i wonder i hope that um carries through for college basketball not just for the fans but for the players yeah Um, same same i i concur i mean that it you know with the March Madness is full stopping like it did in, in March. And then, you know, the WNBA not picking up until July. I mean, that was a gap in time that, you know, we didn't even know if it was going to go, right? Mm-hmm. In June, like, we finally started getting some traction and I got the schedule going. But at the same time, it's like, man, that's that's a lot of time in between. And now, mm-hmm. you know, the championship has, has been finished for the NBA, WNBA an hour like kind of sitting on pins and needles you know for for the next you know uh, opportunity to to join hands with our fellow um people who are passionate about the game of basketball so um yeah it it, it has been very difficult and it is something we need to continue to talk about i think gabe is just the the overall approach that that people take just in general on a daily basis and how important sports are to their sense of normalcy in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Yeah. It, 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 it's both sports are both not important because they're not, there's much more important pressing matters in life mm-hmm. that everyone should be keen on, on paying attention to and extremely important because exactly. It exactly. brings it, it, it I think, you know, a lot of people don't like to say it brings us together or whatever, because it it kind of diminishes um, what actually brings us together. But I really do think sports has a a power to, um, you know, just make make everyone focus on like something that's just fun and that we enjoy. And, you know, we can get an argument. We're going to talk now about players that we want to watch. And, (laughs) you know, I'm excited to kind of to get your get your takes on it and, and argue and that's fun. That makes that brings yeah. us together, man. Like I don't know. I love it. Uh, <laughs> let Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do that. Um, and we're get, we'll we'll continue talking about, you know, COVID and the world outside of of basketball. Um, right. Oh, and if you're in Georgia, I want to remind you, you can still, yes. you still, I think you can um, still register to vote. I'm not sure. Yeah. Tweet about that later. But you can definitely request your ballot in the Senate runoff race uh if you want some sort of government response to the coronavirus that's you know (laughs) killing people and and really making life difficult in every single sector whether you're affected Mm. directly or not you should go vote in that election for yes a functioning government made up of one uh party just say just hey just throwing it up january 5th right that's the date January fifth that circled. But That's the next big. Don't wait until January fifth. Do it today. You can oh, request yeah, no, your ballot absolutely. today. You can request yeah, your ballot get, today. Get that. Get that done. Um, get it. Okay, get play, it done. Players to watch. Who do you want to start with? Okay, I have an honorable mention list. You know, <laughs> you know me. I, it's hard for me to, you know, decipher yeah. and decide on on just two or three people to watch, but. I think my main thing, you know, with this year having all of the the transfers, new faces in new places, and mm-hmm. and how they're going to fit in with not a lot of time, Gabe, to mesh, and and build chemistry, 
with the new teammates and with the new coaching philosophy and, and all of that. I, I don't know. I'm going to start with uh, Arkansas and Destiny Slocum. And right. I think, I mean, okay, she started at Maryland. We get it. And went on to Oregon State. We get it. Okay. Now she's at Arkansas. All right. So I want to see what she looks like in the SEC scheme of things, style of play, uh, chemistry with, with the squad, and, and what that is going to be like for her. That's intriguing mm-hmm. to me. But she, I, I don't want to, I don't want to just have a list of like transfer people either. But at the same time, that to me is intriguing. I think she is going to, I mean, I think she's going to have to adjust how she plays. Right. Am I wrong? She's going to no. have to adjust how she plays because they already have key pieces in place. Um, and then to come in and being kind of, you know, she's a ball dominant player. Like yeah. she wants to score that. She wants to score that thing. So, I mean, we've seen it with Golden State when KD went there. Everybody's like, oh, Lord have yeah. mercy. How is that going to work? We get it. Uh, you know, I, I you know, I, I just, I just, I'm always intrigued by um, a list of alphas on one team um, and how that plays out, especially when you're new yeah. to the group. You're new to the group of alphas and you're an alpha. So it's really funny that your first player is from Arkansas because my first player is also from Arkansas. Because uh-huh. uh, I'm, all right, first off, um, for, on, oh, wait, before we, before we get too far into it, like we do want to say this is just a, a list of players to watch. You should right. watch all of the players because there's all so many – <laughs> so many good ones like you should try to watch as many teams in the country as you possibly can because this, there, there's full of players if you're just a WNBA fan like there's gonna be a lot of uh it, it's I'm gonna write about this later but we don't know okay. who's gonna be in the draft necessarily so you're gonna want to take in as many inputs as you possibly oh, can so watch that's my right point is watch as much basketball as you possibly can all of them but my player from Arkansas <laughs> is one of those alphas Chelsea Dungey ha See? The senior guard. So she's part of this trio that Destiny Slocum, who's coming in from Oregon State, who right. originally committed to uh, Mike Neighbors at Washington. Right. And then she, after a series of transfers, eventually got back to Mike Neighbors at Arkansas. Yes. But Dungy, she she's the woman on this team, right? Like, yep. um, Amber Ramirez is the other head of the three-headed, the three-headed guard trio yep. here. And she yep. set the record for most um, most threes in uh, yep. in an Arkansas season last year, second in the nation, 106 threes last year. I love her game, but Dungy is the engine of this team. Uh, yeah, she yeah. actually kind of profiles a little bit like Kelsey Plum did in her junior year. Mm. Now I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying she's going to end up averaging whatever. I think Kelsey averaged like <laughs> 30s to 31 yeah, points in her. Yeah, she 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 is crazy. She had thirty seven percent usage in her uh, final season at Washington. That's not going to happen here at Arkansas with Dungey, but just like in right. the terms of points per play, effective field goal rate, free throw rate, she profiles right. like a Kelsey Plum. So the question for me is like, is Dungey going to be able to take that next step into being the premier guard in the mm. SEC? So a lot of good ones, right? There's there's Ryan Howard. Yeah, there's that's, uh, yeah. That's- uh, there's a uh, Rena da- um, Renaya Davis, excuse me, from Tennessee. Like, there's a lot of really good guards. So I'm I'm wanting to see right. 
if if Dungey can take that next step into being the premier guard in yes. the SEC. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, I think Arkansas is going to be a tough team. I believe they were picked preseason fourth in the conference. Uh, South Carolina yeah. picked first. Uh, but just with that being said, I think with um, – with the balance of that offense, I think Slocum will make a kind of a seamless entry into that system, mm -hmm. but it remains to be seen. So that's what I, I want to see. So I guess I can count Slocum as, as one of my three, even though I had a list of three, but I mean, I think to me, that kind of stands out to, to me in terms of being like the X factor, the overall success factor of that team will be based upon how Slocum meshes with the current, chemistry on that team i mean i'm i'm really in on arkansas this year uh, i'm gonna try mm -hmm. to do a story on them if i can um but i because I'm, I'm 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 all aboard you know the the <laughs> razorback train because i just think you know both dungy and ramirez can play off ball yeah and then if, if slocum can kind of get into just like being more of the facilitator because she was right. really a great facilitator last year she was a 99 percentile for assist rate uh, 99, 97% percentile for assist to turnover rate. Um, wow. Wow. Right? I did not know that. Yeah. 98% in assist per game. So she can be, if she, uh, you know, she is a scorer. I think she's still a scorer, but if she can kind of, mm -hmm. you know, pivot a little bit more to being a facilitator, I think this offense is going to explode. I, I think agree. they're going to they're move up those rankings. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, the more players you have that can play well, in terms of efficiency off the ball, the better, right? Mm -hmm. Because then you know they're going to be making great reads and not standing and watching someone trying to create their own shot, right? They're moving and creating pockets where not only their teammates would be able to attack, but also creating opportunities where they can get to their sweet spots and find their opportunities to score as well. So I think when you have that kind of flexibility, that kind of basketball IQ, that level of understanding, mm -hmm. I think that just bodes well for any team but especially a team that can knock shots in, right? Oh, yeah. And not just take shots, but make them in, in an efficient manner. So I think that's, that's exciting. That's exciting for them, for sure. And I didn't They're, even know we were on the same page with Arkansas on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling the hogs all year. I, I love see. <laughs> I love it. I love Because, like, like, one of my best friends, she went to Arkansas. So, like, okay. in, the pa in, like, the past three years, I've just become, like, a massive Arkansas fan in football <laughs> and in basketball. Everything. So I was just like, okay, like, now I'm just an Arkansas <laughs> fan. I went to Miami. I've never been in the state of Arkansas. But I'm a huge, ah. huge, uh, huge Arkansas fan. Woo pig suey. Um, there you go. <laughs> I'm excited for them. And plus, they're, like, they're going to – their offense is going to be incredible. I'm so excited. Oh, Yeah. I think yeah, I think Mike Neighbors licking his chops this year. He's like, ooh, if things break right, like that, right? Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited for them. I'm excited. Yeah, for them. I who's agree. Your who's on your? Do you have another? Uh, how many? How many former Maryland players do you have on this list? Because there's there's so many good Maryland uh, oh, players who have transferred from Maryland, and Maryland's still uh, good. It's crazy. I don't get it. Uh, I you know. It's to me, I, you know, I've said this before on here yeah. that, I mean, back in the day, you didn't leave, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and, and if you did, and if you did, there was a stigma, right? Yeah. Uh, I think now it's just, well, it wasn't a good fit and she had to leave and do what she had to do for herself. Okay. Guess what? I, I agree with that too. And I understand that way of thinking. However, 
Um, it doesn't mean that I agree with it. Um, <laughs> I understand it though. So I'm not saying like, that's ridiculous. No, I'm saying like, I personally wouldn't have been able to do it. And, and I'm saying this, like the, the players who transferred when I was at Maryland, right. I came in with three other players and all three of them left. Right. So I was the only one out of our class to finish. So it's not like this is new and I'm not saying this about Maryland. Yeah. I'm just saying it in general. I mean, there were a hundred transfers back then too, but at the same time, like that was detrimental. Like I just felt that, you know, you, you sign a, a letter of intent, you are signing um, for loyalty and commitment to the program, not your loyalty and commitment to what's best for me individually. And that's just how I see it. And people may agree or, or disagree with, with that notion. And I just felt like, you know, we would have been better together had we all stayed. And we still went to the final four and they weren't there. And I get that, but I just think that, I mean, there's something to be said for loyalty um, when it comes to committing to a team. Um, but yes, there, uh, there are some intriguing pieces that are not with Maryland this year with um, Shakira Austin being one of them um, who was uh, granted immediate eligibility. I just think Brenda Freeze is too good at recruiting. She, she's great. <laughs> she, she's well, too still, good at it. <laughs> Well, Maryland is still ranked 12th in the country. Like, and they've lost like five that. or six players. They lost the entire starting five. If you if you're going with when Awusu was coming off the bench, right. okay. So Awusu started most games uh, later in the season and in and out depending on matchups. So it wasn't like that was a lock. So there were five, really five adjustments in terms of starters. Um, that are no longer with the team counting seniors, Kyla Charles and Jones and, and everybody else. So what you didn't expect to see was uh, Shakira Austin, who played a ton of minutes, a starter, and Taylor Mikesell. You know, both – they were both planning. I mean, for me, on my notes, I'm like, okay, who's graduating? I get it for seniors. And then next year, this team with Awusu, Mikesell, Austin, all these players coming back, Shanice Lewis, and, you know – so young, like these players who are healthy now, and you have Angel Reese, the top recruit yeah. in the country, in the mix. And then Diamond Miller, who is like one of my most favorite players to watch because she just plays with so much energy and love of the game. Listen, I, I did not see it coming. Um, I, you know, I was around the team a lot covering Big Ten basketball. Did not see that coming. So uh, both Mike Sell, Mike Sell transferred to Oregon. And she was also granted immediate eligibility. And, hmm. you know, you have Shakira Austin down at, at, uh, at Ole Miss. I also think, um, I think she was also granted immediate tough. eligibility. She, she was definitely granted that. And I guess, you know, that remains to be seen how that's going to look too. I mean, you know, you have a team at Ole Miss that did not do well in the SEC competition. I, I don't mm -hmm. believe they um, won a game um, and won four games. And Maryland was, you know, ranked in the top five at the end of last year. It's just, I don't know. I don't get it, but uh, I digress. Yeah, sorry. Those, no, I'm good. No, those are two, like, two interesting pieces. You know, Kelly Graves at Oregon down there and, uh, and at Ole Miss to see what, what Shakira Austin is going to be able to do with that team in, in terms of, yeah. you know, making a new path. 
for herself. I think Marilyn will be fine as the rub of the situation. Marilyn's going to be true. Marilyn's going to be fine. That's true. Because, like you said, is it Brenda Freeze is still uh, on the bench? She's looking. And she knows how to do it. Uh, I've seen it time and time again. I've seen it time and time again. Um, but I think, you know, Angel Reese is the player. I mean, and that's an honorable mention one that I have on my list. Um, Angel Reese, the freshman at Maryland, just to see how she um, acclimates herself to the Big Ten style of play. Um, she has an old school game to her. Um, she's very lanky. Um, and Brenda Freeze was on the uh, Big Ten media call last week, and she said, you know, what she likes most about Angel Reese is that she is not afraid to speak up in practice. Mm-hmm. Like she says, I, hey, she's saying things before I could even say them, but I'm thinking them, and she's busting out and saying it. And she said she hasn't had a player that competitive since Alyssa Thomas. And that is saying a ton. That's saying so, a lot. So that's one to circle if you hadn't already um, known about Angel Reese, because I'm sure you have known about her. But that's a player to uh, definitely keep your eyes on for sure. A, a player to watch, perhaps? A player to watch. A player to but watch. But she's, sure. she's not on the list because. She's, she's honorable mention. Honorable me. mention. But I, have, the, I do hundreds, have a, a The hundreds list. of players in the honorable <laughs> mention. <laughs> I just showed so you my next, old notebook. <laughs> who's your next player? I do have, I do have Aaliyah Boston. All right, she all right. is unanimously voted as an All-American this year. She's only a sophomore, Gabe. And let me tell uh-huh. you something. Um, we went to go see, I took our high school team and we went to go see South Carolina play Maryland last year. And it was at Maryland and it was an amazing game for her. Boston was like unstoppable. She reminded me a lot of, of Brianna Jones collegiately in terms of just making every shot, having great hands in the post, just uh, maneuvering her body to a position where you cannot disrupt her. And she was doing what she wanted to do. And as a freshman, I was so taken aback to see it live. I mean, to watch it on TV is one thing, but we were sitting or basically right there. And to see her footwork and her ability to create her own space I was just blown away. And the fact that she's, you know, her upside is ridiculous. I mean, she's only in her second season and she has Dawn Staley motivating her. She's looking over at the bench and she sees the legend Dawn Staley, like, you know, telling her Mm -hmm. tactically uh, what to do on it. Hey, listen, I, I am a huge fan. She's first on my list. She was the first person I put down as a player to watch this year for South Carolina. Big reason why they're, they're ranked first in the country. Big reason why, they're chosen um, to be the, the winners of the SEC. It's their fifth out of the last seven years to be chosen first in the conference uh, by the coaches. So there's a ton of respect. And, you know, you take her out of the mix with South Carolina and maybe things change. But she does so many things that, that help the team be successful that, you know, I had to have her as my first on the list for players to watch this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty good take, I think. <laughs> Because Aaliyah Boston's gonna be, uh, she's gonna be up there. I mean, I just can't, ble- I can't believe that team's like mainly sophomores. That's what's crazy about South Carolina. Yeah, Bria Beal, all of them, you know. And uh, we're gonna Gia be here Cook. for a while with I South know. Carolina. And Gia Cook, I mean, we didn't even talk about her. I mean, they're babies. They're in their second year, but they have starting uh, experience. Mm-hmm. They have the, the responsibility of, of playing big minutes as freshmen. So I think, you know, that obviously carries over for them. But 
I mean, a lot of players. That's why it makes it so hard, Gabe, you know, to just pick a few. Yeah. But um, but those kids, man, I'm telling you, it, it's going to be so much fun to watch them compete. And um, and the top of the list, again, is, is Aaliyah Boston in that regard. Just what she brings to the table, it, it's unmatched. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really – I'm interested in what's, what's going to happen with her going forward too. Cause you know, mm-hmm. if there's a sophomore slump to start the year, like what, I, I don't know. Like it, I, I wonder if there will be a sophomore slump. Cause I could see that happening just because, okay, like we didn't really have a ton of practice. You know, we have kind of, we have right. new faces and last year you did have seniors that were um, yeah. maybe not the best players. Like eh, probably Ty, Ty Harris probably. Ty Harris is tough. <laughs> Ty, Ty Harris was a leader of that team though is my point right she was, like she was she was she, she was a person in charge so I, I just um it'll be interesting to see what happens in terms of who's taking charge of that team in the locker room early on um, yeah no okay. doubt so my my second pick here um is Olivia Nelson Adota from UConn ah UConn yep yep junior center although she's listed the forward and I do not agree with that because she's a center because she is six five, six five. Um, I don't have her wingspan, but I imagine her wingspan's like very long. I'm guessing it's like six eight <laughs> or something. Because she yes. is, she's probably the best one of the best shot blockers in the country. Three point one blocks per game last season. Ninth best in D one. Eleven percent block rate. Eighteenth best in D one. Um, and she really, she has the ability to do more. I mean, she right. shot blocking is tremendous. Her footwork on defense is tremendous. I do want to see her do a little bit more um, guarding on the perimeter, seeing if she can expand mm-hmm. her game in, in sort mm-hmm. of Brianna, Brianna Turner manner. Um, right. To see if that if that part of her game can grow. But she definitely has great footwork, great timing, really understands how to block shots. But the thing that I really, really enjoy watching about her is her game on the elbow, her high ah. post game. I yeah. love it. She finds yeah. a little. She finds little passes, um, and 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 the UConn system last year was amazing. Just how they had people their their angles or their cuts were really um, fascinating. And she just found these little pocket passes off these high post opportunities. She would find people going across the across the lane, and um, she really understands how to pass the ball. And that's not something you typically see from someone who's six five. Right. And she can shoot. She can shoot a little bit. I want to see that grow a little bit but she can also really cut mm-hmm. from the high post as well so she's yeah. great to give and go in the high post so i love that game of hers mm-hmm. and when you think like six five you're thinking more of like a you know you want to bully down the post and she mm-hmm. she can do that but i don't think that's her game and that's yeah. what interests me about it right like she's quick she's smart great passer and a really good finisher so i'm so excited to see her grow as a player and i think if you know she needs to be a superstar, frankly. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. Obviously, UConn's a great team, and they have great stars, Paige sure. Reapers, like a, sure. the whole bit. But <laughs> yeah. if they're going to get back to being the best team in college basketball, because last year, remember, like they lost by double digits to Baylor, Oregon, and South Carolina. Right. And in, in kind of blowout fashion. Like, right. if they're going to get right. back to being the best team in college basketball, it will be because Olivia Nelson Dota is a superstar. So she, yeah. needs to, she needs to get to the line more. She needs to be um, – she needs to shoot a little bit more. She needs to have quicker feet on defense. And I think if she just takes another step forward, she's there because I, yeah. I think she's going to be a star. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I'm, I'm all for high post players because that's yes. basically what I love most about <laughs> the game uh, for me. And it was weird because you were saying like, you know, she doesn't want to bully on the, on the blocks. I didn't want to do that either. It, yeah. But, you know, she is probably, you know, three or four inches taller than me. <laughs> but still, <laughs> so that, that gives her a little, you know, extra um, advantage in terms of her vision as the great passer. But I just think, you know, there's a lot to be said for, for post players who can take advantage of those elbow areas and mm -hmm. use those as sweet spots, not just, you know, to be a passer, but also to drive it in there, right? Um, opposite of your your teammate, of course, on the other block. But I just think that, you know, her length and size defensively really changes what UConn um, has been able to do and will continue to do this season. But she can also throw it down. Like, she's a dunker. Yeah, like she, can, yeah she is. She has, she has bounce. So it's not, you know, you have to have impeccable timing to be a clean shot blocker. Everybody can say, I'm a shot blocker, but are you getting a piece of the body? Like, are you getting a hand or are you mm -hmm. getting a hip? You know what I'm saying? But she goes straight up and down with the length and um, speed off the floor. And I think that's why she is such an incredible defender. And what she can do on the offensive end is just, you know, it, it's just extra. Because I think, you know, if you have to tip the scale in one way, I think she really brings a defensive presence for, mm -hmm. for UConn that, that they definitely need in there with with her length and ability to protect the rim. Do you agree that if if UConn gets back to to being the best team in college basketball, whatever that means this year, is mm -hmm. it because of her or do you think there's um that I'm mm -hmm. I'm putting too much on her? No, I think I think she's the X factor for sure. And I think right. again it, it it sways for me, it sways to the defensive side of the floor for UConn. I mean, they okay. have capable scorers. They slice and dice on the offensive end, like off the ball. And we already mm -hmm. discussed how important that was um to be able to have the IQ to to make the right moves off the ball, make the reads when um when the defense counters what you were going to do. Like, what are you gonna do about that? And counter the counter. And I think UConn always has done a, a tremendous job with that. But I think the end of at the end of the day you know the improvement of, of UConn you know as you said with those with those blowout losses that they had yeah. last year I think the the overall factor for me will be how they defend and I think Gino will probably say the same thing um just with regards to that I think you know we have capable scorers but do we have capable stoppers right. and they need consecutive stops and they need to be consistent with that. And I think she's a big reason why um, when they do win games, she's a big reason why because of her defensive presence. So I think it is on her. I think it is on her and that, and it's not putting too much pressure on her. I think you're, you're talking about the ability to pass. I mean, I've seen Paige Bukers in person this yeah. summer and man, I'm telling you, when I tell you she puts a dot on an eye, I'm talking not off to the side, not off way too high, a dot right over that eye. And she is so precise with her vision of the court. So, I mean, I'm not worried about UConn's offense. I'm not worried yeah. about their offense. It's, it's their defense that needs to be shored up. Paige and Olivia, give me one alley-oop. That's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking for too much. Just one alley-oop. One alley-oop with Olivia throwing it down. I'll be happy. I'll be happy. Uh, one-handed. One-handed. <laughs> okay we're uh Love do you want to do two players we're by the way we're going long i'm just gonna tell you guys that oh we're happy. fine who cares we're fine you guys have I, all I, day go, you're just at home put this on but if, what else are you doing like your kids are done with with their online schooling you're taking a break listening to courtside with christy and gabe we we love it 
<laughs> um, All right. So give me two. Who do you have? Uh, me? I'm going to give you two real quick. All right. I have uh, Dana Evans. All right. From Louisville. Yep, yep. All-American senior. Um, one of the top players, obviously, in the ACC and then in the country, uh, AP All-American. But I just think she has been so forthright with um, being a leader this season. I listened to her um, with Doug Feinberg. It was like uh, four or five of the All-Americans uh, from the current list. And she just sounds different to me this year okay. in terms of her overall leadership. I mean, she averaged just under 19, I believe. It was like 18 and 19 points last year uh, for Louisville. And, you know, she's coming back. And you can just hear the hunger in her voice. Like we're mm -hmm. back. Like we we felt like we were robbed. And and when I say robbed, I mean we all uh, yeah, miss I, March Madness. But I mean, as a player, I think you know she's somewhat taken it personally. I think as all student athletes probably have, like to be able to have another opportunity to compete. Like they just mm -hmm. feel like you know you didn't tie your shoe tight enough. <laughs> you know, and you know I just think that she has really um, evolved as a leader in that way. I think she has mm -hmm. revolved, evolved as a leader for Louisville, not just statistically. I think uh, she is that leader for them emotionally, and that's what they need. But she just really provides um, great energy, obviously offensively. I mean, you know that you're the focal point of, of your opponent's defenses, yet you still average almost 20 a game. Um, she always brings her A effort, and that's what you want. And she brings it on the defensive end, too, so don't sleep defensively she's going to be all over you as well but I just think that you know what she has been able to um, do over this uh, pandemic break um, I think as a leader for the team I think has been most impressive so I have her circled as the player to watch yeah I mean player of the year ACC player of the year last year coming back I'll do it I'll do it yeah. to get on this list um, yeah. I want to see I, I want to see how because Haley Van Lith is getting a lot of attention um, because yeah. I think, you know, we, I think we talked about this before, like the, a lot of kids now are coming in with a great branding. Um, sure. I want to see how they work, how they work together um, and how much, you know, I think a lot of people are expecting Haley to be the star. I'm thinking, you know, guys, yo, did you see Dana Evans last year? <laughs> Slow down. Yeah. And I, and I love, I love Van Leith. I, I, I love yeah. her game and everything like that. She's going to be a freshman. And, you know, that's not uh, giving her a pass to, to mm -hmm. not be consistent. However, you know, like you said, you're a, freshman, so. you're a freshman, but you have someone who has already proven mm -hmm. what they can do in the ACC and, um, you know, what was left undone on the national level in the tournament last year. I just think, man, Dana Evans is on a full tank of gas right now and she's yeah. ready to go. And it's her team. I mean, you know, freshmen, you can come in and, and do what you do and have the branding and everything like that. And there's no slight, no disrespect towards you for that. However, mm -hmm. Dana Evans is the one. I'm sorry. Not sorry. She's yeah. the one. She, She's the one. Yeah. Well, She's she might one. be the one, period, across the country. Like, right? She may she may end up being the player across yeah. in the nation. Although yeah. I'm sure yeah. I'm sure if Don Staley listens to us, she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna play this little clip. Right. For Leah Boston. And rewind it and play it back and forth like on a loop. And, uh, <laughs> All right, give, give me another player to watch. Oh, I have one more. Uh, I have two here on the list. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I, I have four. I have four. Um, I got to pick, I gotta pick between Michaela 
anywhere from uh, UCLA and Ryan Howard. Uh, Which one do you think in here, Michaela? Michaela. I love her game, man. She's she's so bouncy, man. Let me tell you, like when they played Maryland a couple years ago in the in the tournament, I was at that game live, and there's nothing like seeing a game live, by the way. Um, So I hate it. Um, So some people aren't going to get that experience this year as fans. But my gosh, I think you really get to see the work that's being done, like outside of shots going up, outside of rebounds being had, but the process ahead of that, you know, and she just really is a a fantastic surveyor of the game. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have to go with her. I love Ryan Howard too, but at the same time, I got to go with Michaela on this one with UCLA and, and how well um, she's been able to do another all American, obviously um, for the Bruins. And I just, I love her game. I just love her energy. I think, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for, you know, the selfless amount of effort that is put forth by student athletes and you respect it when you see it. And she's one of those players for me. And she may be the the number one pick in the WNBA draft Easily. if she comes out. Because remember, everyone has the free year. She could, yeah. She Michaela Onyewene. I because okay, so, good. I, I I've torn that name up so many times, and I've been out of the loop for you know since March. I feel so bad. my pronunciations are horrible right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing is, so on on UCLA's roster. They have this really like they have a neat thing where they have the players saying their own names, um, which every if you're an SID, please do that just yeah. like for me. It's um, a savior and for me. <laughs> yes, it's for all rush. of us, for all of our sake. Um, yeah. But I've listened to it like forty or fifty times, and I'm still every time right before I say a lesson, I'm like, all right, stop. Like I just go See? back and I listen to it. Uh, so Michaela on your name. Oh, thank you. See, good. And she said it on that. She was on that AP interview too. And she even said it and I still wrecked it. So sorry, Michaela, but I love your game. So if you're listening, it's, it's not. We're personal. trying. We're trying. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm excited to see like what, if she's going to be able to uh, be kind of the, the, the wing of the future that yes. we, that we all want to see. Right. Cause she's, yeah. she's a four, she's a four or five, but she does have, you know, mm-hmm. the dribble drive game. She, yep. she can play out to in um, and into out. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see how she, how she grows into the sort of modern game that we all want to see her play to, to, at the next level. We're watching her be a superstar. Yeah, um, no question. And she can board too. Like, okay. I think that's the, I mean, the timing uh, of her rebounding. And like I said, it's not just the, the, the gathering of the ball and the rebound, but mm-hmm. you see her taking off from like at the top of the key. Like she can rebound so well out of position. And she's like one of those go get the ball mm-hmm. rebounders and not standing in a, a traditional box out position, but somehow you can set up and be looking at the ball, waiting for it to come off. And she's already in the air mm-hmm. and grabbing that ball. Like that's to me, uh, you know, that's a thing of beauty. And I, I love watching her play that way. Um, all right, my last player, and we may actually okay. finish on time because uh, uh-huh. we try to keep this thing under an hour. It doesn't matter though; You're, we're chilling. We're chilling courtside. I got my popcorn. Christy's got her her cranberry, no cranberry, ice, no ice, and a lime. lime, lime. Yes, lime. sir. Yes, sir. On the right side of the cup. Yes, sir. And we're and I'm just going down the street from us for for my pick right now. Kiana uh-huh. Jeter from Towson. Okay. 
okay. senior, se- a redshirt senior mm-hmm. guard. Um, so she is on, she is on the her hoop stats. Becky Hammond, mid major player of the year award watch list. Nice. Um, she was. She is also the CAA preseason player of the year, all first team CAA for the last two seasons. Um, and I, what I really like about her, so she she has great stats. 18.3 points per game, 6.8 rebounds per game, 2.4 assists, really nifty guard. She can stop, she can pop, she can do all the things you want from from your she, – I, I, would, I would say she's a combo guard, although I'm pretty sure she's going to be playing mostly point guard this year. Right. Um, but what I really love about her is she's a, she's a bulldog on the defensive end. She right. loves getting after on the defensive end. 3.4 steals per game last year, last year eighth in the country, uh, steal rate of 4.6% which is good for 18th best in the country. And, and I think yeah. the reason I want to watch her is because she has a chance to be the best player in Towson's basketball history. Mm-hmm. So she's the fastest player in the school history to get to 1,000 points. And she also led this program to their first NCAA appearance in 2018. They had a chance to do it last year as well. Um, they, you know, I think JMU – was probably the favorite in the CAA tournament, but Towson had beat them in the, in the regular season. And they right. looked really, really strong heading into the tournament. So I like to take it down to the CAA because I'm talking about William Mary. I'm going to talk about the CAA. I like, um, I love the, it. Colo- the Colonial Athletic Conference, for those of you that are not <laughs> familiar. Um, right. I just think, you know, if you're going to dip your toes into the mid-majors this year, make sure you check out a little bit of Towson because you're going to see a really strong player and I think, you know, I love seeing a player that's the best player in the program's history. Like, you're watching someone who's going to be a legend somewhere. Um, yes. Especially a, a school like Towson where, you know, they do have a strong sports program. They, they are yes. known, I think, nationally at Absolutely. this point. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see Jeter. I'm excited to see where she takes Towson. Um, and we'll, we'll see what happens come CAA tournament time because there's a lot of good teams in the CAA. Yeah, and a lot of great coaches. You know, mm-hmm. Diane Richardson, I, I, you know, I go way back with her. She was at Riverdale Baptist, you right. know, back in the day and, and had some really great players there, obviously. Um, but she has been magnificent at Towson, and not just on the court as a coach, but in the community. She's out mm-hmm. and about um, giving back and – she just has the spirit of the game running through her veins. And Jeter is just a recipient of all, all of that greatness that, um, that she's getting in terms of knowledge and understanding and encouragement from a, a fantastic coaching staff there at Towson, no, no doubt. Yeah, no, I think I, I'm really I, – I, I like this – I like what's, ha- what's happening at Towson. I mean, they, they were a little yeah. down last year, but they did um, – I think they were picked – I'm going to tell you now. I want to get this right. I think they were picked to finish second in the CAA this season, oh, okay. preseason poll. So, oh, they were picked. They're uh, picked to finish third. So it's James Madison, okay. Drexel, Towson. Drexel. Well, okay. and Mary's picked seventh, which makes me a little mad. But you know, I'm, I'm, well, we'll they'll see. be hungry. They'll be hungry yeah. for that. You know, yeah. Will and Mary's picked eighth. Get them ready. Eighth. Eighth. Which is worse than the way they were picked last year, and they finished third. All right. Regardless, let's <laughs> talk about William Mary later if, if it becomes relevant. <laughs> unless they and if they don't succeed, you know, right. then fine. Okay. Then the coaches are right. But you know, I'm not. I'm not letting it go. Uh, I feel you. So that's all. That's all the players I got. I mean, 
we could talk about a million players, but uh, I know. Else you so want to give? Do you want to name who else is on your your list of? Um, I just had Ryan Howard. That's the only other okay. one I had on there. And then you know, there's just there are so many transfers. I just think you know with um, with the Big Ten, you know, there's so many new players on new teams, and I, I just think it's going to be interesting. And in that conference, um, and the ACC as well. I don't know. I think it's just going to um, have to be a remain to be seen, like you said, like see how things mm -hmm. shake out. But, but yeah, Ryan Howard is my only other one at Kentucky. Um, just tough and, and a big change there um, with coach yeah. uh, stepping down. And um, yeah, that was, that was sad and, and kind tough. of unexpected and the timing of it. And he said, you know, this is what, what I have to do, you know, uh, for my health, mm -hmm. you know, and the timing isn't, isn't, uh, isn't optimal, but, um, but I, Ryan Howard, um, she said that, you know, it was tough, you know, it, it, they didn't see it coming. And I think, you know, especially during this time, you're kind of leaning on, on the leadership of your coach and the motivation and encouragement. It's just, uh, that was a tough one. Um, yeah. But uh, Coach Elsley, she'll be, she'll be great. You know, she knows those kids had a hand in obviously recruiting all of them. So yeah. it's not like she's on an island somewhere trying to conduct the daily life of, of being the head coach or interim head coach for, for right now at Kentucky. Yeah, it'll be – I mean, anything can happen this year. It's going to be a weird season. So yeah. I wouldn't I won't count out – certainly not Kentucky, certainly not Ryan Howard. Um, also, we're probably not going to talk next week. So we got um, – we got this golf coast showcase happening. Yeah. We got we got the basketball hall of fame challenge happening uh, next week as well. We have the bad boy mower crossover classic. Wow. Oh, sure. <laughs> crossover. I like that. Oh, ankle. It sounds like an ankle problem. Like, <laughs> somebody cross it over. That bad boy mower, <laughs> the most expensive lawnmower on the market. I don't know if it's the best. I don't have a lawnmower because I live in an apartment. Um, but I think, uh, just to shout out one matchup here that I really want to see, um, okay. is, is Maryland, Arkansas, two teams we talked about here uh -huh. next Sunday. Yeah. You know, that's going to be fun. Next Sunday, five 30. I think it's going to, I think you need a subscription of flow hoops, which is kind yeah, of a bummer. Flow hoops. Yeah. Don't they also, Maryland also plays Missouri state. Yes, and that's going to be a good game as well because they're in the top twenty-five. Missouri State and Arkansas both ranked and mm -hmm. both uh, facing Maryland in that bubble beach bubble. The beach bubble. <laughs> I was going to say, gonna say bubble beach. <laughs> <laughs> Same difference, right? At this point. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all, all right. good. Yeah, some great games on tap. I'm I'm excited. I mean, the next time we talk, Christy, we're going to be talking about actual basketball. Hopefully. Oh my gosh. Oh Hopefully. my gosh. I have jazz hands right now. I have jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. It's exciting. So right. let's hope everything is, is uh, all safe and secure for these players and coaches. This, the season is right upon us and uh, hey, gave a always a blast to sit courtside with you, mm -hmm. my friend. What fun. Once again, on the Her Hoop Stats podcast network, we will see you very soon courtside with Christy and Gabe after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe. Happy Thanksgiving.